Hello, hello. Welcome to Thrive Alive. I am your hostess, Nurse Jasmine, and this is our debut episode. Thank you all for joining me this afternoon. Um, today we will be doing an introduction. I will be introducing who I am. I will be introducing the Alive Faith Network, what it is and why we do what we do. And I am so excited for this series. But before we get started, I see we do have a couple of people online. I want you to get your fingers ready because we're going to do an uh, icebreaker really quick. And the question is, what is your go-to song when you're having a tough moment in life? What is your go-to song when you're having a tough moment in life? While you guys are answering, one of my favorite songs is The Battle Is Not Yours by Yolanda Adams. I know it's an old song, but it's so beautifully written, it's so beautifully sang, and it just resonates with my spirit sometimes. We often try to take a hold of these obstacles that we face, and sometimes we just gotta let it go. <laughs> we just have to remember that we can't take ownership of the negative things that we may come in contact with in life. So that's why that's one of my favorite songs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Walking by Mary Mary. That's a good one. Encourage yourself. Yes. Okay, okay, awesome. I believe Ernest Sanders. Awesome. Okay, well, now that we broke the ice a little bit, um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about who I am. I was born and raised in Chicago. I spent my childhood on the west side of Chicago and my adolescence in the south suburbs of Chicago. And I know there's like this secret rivalry between the west side and the south side. So uh, I just consider myself lucky uh, because I get the best of both worlds. And I went to school at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. I obtained a bachelor's in integrative biology, and then I went right back and got my bachelor's in nursing. I've been a registered nurse for six years. Five of those years I spent in the medical intensive care unit at Christ, for those of you who are familiar with the South Side. That also includes the crazy COVID year. So shout out to all my healthcare heroes <laughs> that was on the front lines during COVID. Shortly after the crazy COVID year, I was diagnosed with stage two triple negative breast cancer. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the different types of breast cancer, triple negative is the most aggressive. It is the hardest to treat. So imagine being diagnosed at 29 years old with something like that. Because it's so aggressive and fast growing, I did have to go through six months of chemotherapy, followed by surgery, followed by 21 rounds of radiation, followed by 12 months of immunotherapy. But I stand before you or sit before you today as a 30-year-old breast cancer survivor. And today is actually my one-year chemoversary. So one year ago today, I received my last chemotherapy infusion. I was Mr. Clean Ball, <laughs> no eyebrows, no eyelashes, sick as a dog, 
But today I can look back on that moment and say that I am eternally grateful. I'm grateful for the entire experience. I did not know when I was going through a cancer treatment what the end goal was. Why me? You know, we often ask these questions. Why me? Why, do, why did I have to go through this? What did I do? It seemed like it came at the most unfair time of my life. I had just started my own business as a personal trainer. I was in the best shape of my life. I was still working part-time as a nurse, raising a family. And then cancer just came knocking on my door like the police, like just disrupting everything. <laughs> But the truth is, that's how it is. You know, like I say, those battles, they, they come, you know, and we can't stop them. The best thing we can do is lean on our faith and lean on our spirituality to carry us through. So that's what I did. So grateful to be sitting before you guys to tell my story. And I hope that I can touch somebody. I hope that I can be an advocate for somebody. And I will share more about myself as we go on. So you guys have to stay tuned. So I'm going to continue and introduce the Alive Faith Network or the AFN. What is the Alive Faith Network? It is a partnership between Rush researchers and spiritual leaders in the Chicagoland area. We offer clergy wellness, research studies, and community health ministries. Why do we do this? Why did Rush team up with spiritual leaders to create the Alive Faith Network? I'm, I'm going to hit y'all with some stats real quick. Blacks ages 35 to 64 are 50% more likely to have high blood pressure than non-blacks. Blacks ages 18 to 49 are two times as likely to die from heart disease than non-blacks. Blacks have the highest death rate for all cancers combined compared with non-blacks. There is not a coincidence, okay? This is because our community lacks resources, our community lacks information, our community lacks advocacy. And that is what we are trying to bring to our community through the Alive Faith Network. So with that being said, I have a question for you guys. So get, get them fingers ready again. <laughs> um, and the question is, what does health mean to you? While you guys are uh, chiming in, I'm going to just quickly tell you what health means to me. Health to me means longevity. It's not about the amount of years you live, although I do want to live to be over 100. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I want to be like a youthful, spunky 100. You know what I mean? I want to watch my kids grow up, watch my grandkids grow up, watch my great-grandkids grow up. I don't want to have to take a whole bunch of medications just to get to the next day. That's what health means to me. Glenda Jenkins says, health means more to me than money. Yes, you can't put a price on that. Miss Gomez, health means to me a balance between mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. Yes, a balance between mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. 
Rachel said, health means walking in my authenticity and healing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. I just want to touch on that real quick. Health is not just your physical. You know, health is not just, oh, I wake up and I go walking every, you know, 30 minutes every day. What about your mind? What about your spirit? What about your emotions? We have to make sure all of these things are in check. All of these things are in line. When I was going through treatment, you know, the doctors had the physical part figured out. I got the chemo. I got the surgery. The most important thing that I had to remember was to keep my mind in the right place. Because what your mind does, your body will eventually follow. It may not happen right away, but it does catch up. So that's why I started with my song that got me through some tough times. Because as you can imagine, sometimes the mind wonders, is this going to kill me? Is this going to debilitate me? We can't think like that. We have to be positive, keep our eyes on the prize, and keep everything aligned and everything in check. That brings me to our community challenge. So with our sessions monthly, we will do a community challenge. At the end, we will provide a community resource. And our resource for this month is a health check, a self-health check. This can be found on the alivefaithnetwork.org slash resources. You do not have to share this with anybody. This is our gift to you. This is a personal self-health check. And um, it's just asking some very important questions that will get you to thinking about your health. How, how can I improve it? You might be surprised at some of your answers. And as we go along, I just want you guys to kind of keep it in the background of your mind so that as we go along, as we provide resources and information, you can kind of use it to help yourself along the way. So if you guys did not catch the website where you can find the community resource, alivefaithnetwork.org slash resources, I'm going to use this uh, opportunity to go through the health check. So I'm just going to ask some questions. You don't have to respond. I know, you know, some people are kind of personal about their health business. So the first question, I get eight hours of sleep on average. I get eight hours of sleep on average. I do. I make sure of that. Sometimes nine to 10. I'm a mom of an active, very active five-year-old, so I value sleep and rest. Number two, I feel confident I can perform a breast self-examination to fill for lumps. Very important. I feel confident I can perform a testicular self-examination to fill for lumps. Okay, guys? You guys like to slack off. Y'all men out there, y'all like to slack off. Y'all need to be doing feel it on the first as well. Feeling for lumps. I get 30 minutes of moderate to active exercise at least three times a week. Are you getting up? Are you moving your body? I don't care if it's walking. I don't care if it's stretching, whatever you can do. I have an established daily and nighttime routine. Oh, this one is good. I have adequate social support in time of distress. That is a good one. And while we're talking about that, our next episode will be about mental and behavioral health. 
which is something that we tend to not talk about in the black and brown community. I'm very, very excited about that. I hope you guys will tune in for that. Next question, I drink four to six cups of water a day on average. I consume at least three servings of fruits and three servings of vegetables a day. I feel satisfied with how I balance my roles and responsibilities. That is a big one. Some of us are workaholics. We got kids, we got cousins, we got friends, and trying to balance your work life, your social life, your alone time, which is very important as well. A lot of us tend to not balance it well, so check yourself on that. My finances contribute to how stressed I may feel. My finances contribute to how stressed I may feel. <laughs> I mean, with the economy, gas, $5 a gallon. I go to the grocery store and I got three bags in my hand and I spent $200. I'm like, how? Like, <laughs> so yeah, just check yourself. Make sure you are checking yourself on the regular, not just because I'm asking you to. Check yourself on the regular. Christy said, having full use of my body at its optimum level, absent of disease and illness. Man, that is real. Natalie said, health to me means longevity and the ability to fulfill God's purpose for my life here on earth. I love that. Okay, so I have a couple of questions in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and answer those. What advice would you give someone who has a friend or family member battling cancer and wants to support them? Ooh, that's a good one. I hope my husband is watching <laughs> because he was my caretaker when I was going through cancer. So what advice would I give someone who has a friend or family member? Just be present. You can give monetary things, but what a person really needs when they're battling cancer battling, fighting for their life is your presence, your love. Check in. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I love you. Hey, I'm here for you. And then just other things like washing their clothes or cooking them a meal. You know, we, we live in a society where we're so, we put so much emphasis on money and what we can buy for people. And it's not always what you can buy. When somebody's fighting for their life, they want, they want you there. So that's the best advice I can give. Rachel is asking, how can we practically take care of our mental health? How can we practically take care of our mental health? So I'm gonna answer this to the best of my ability, but, um, <laughs> but next month when we have our guest, she's gonna touch on that a little bit more. I would say just constantly checking in with yourself, whether you're a spiritual person or a religious person, have someone you confide in, someone who you can talk to. Don't hold on to things. Don't internalize things. If you need help, if you feel like you, know, you, don't, you don't have a grip on your mental health, don't be afraid to seek help. Don't be afraid to seek a therapist or counseling. These people went to school for this. <laughs> Just like I can say, I'm a nurse. I know how to hang drugs and start IVs. Therapists, they know how to help you through situations. And I know as black and brown community, we tend to not seek therapy. And I'm hoping that there will 
be a shift as we continue to talk about it more? This is a good question from Christy. How has your lifestyle changed since your cancer diagnosis? That's a good one. How has your lifestyle changed since your cancer diagnosis? Number one, I thought I knew what appreciation was. I thought I knew what gratitude was. I thought I knew what love and life was. I ain't know nothing. <laughs> I ain't know nothing before my diagnosis. And now I, I put myself first. I put my feelings first. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. I, I used to be big on that, trying to please everybody around me. Yeah, I dedicate more time to myself, dedicate more time to my mental health. I'm finally back in the gym. I told you guys I used to be a personal trainer, so I'm back in the gym, working on my physical health. Yeah, so I'm just all around a, a totally different person in, in a good way. Miss Gomez, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. At my 52 years of age, first time this year ever going to see a therapist just for my continual mental health, I am so proud of you. It doesn't matter how old you are, it's never too late. Things will come into your life at any age. You know, I didn't know at 29 I would be diagnosed with breast cancer. And I'm sorry to keep bringing that up, but <laughs> that was my first time ever seeking therapy, ever thinking, even thinking about therapy. And I probably needed it way before then. I mean, I had a lot going on, trying to run a business, trying to work a job, being a mom, being a wife. We balance so much. Even if you don't think something is wrong, something doesn't necessarily have to be wrong. It's good to just talk to somebody. So Ms. Gomez, I'm proud of you. Thank you for sharing that. Carice is asking, how can we help other people who have had a cancer diagnosis and is dealing with the PTSD of it? The truth is it is, it is traumatizing. And the best you can do is, like I said before, be present, give them resources. There is so much out there. We don't we go online and we log on Facebook and we log on Instagram, but we don't look for the things that we need. And there's so much out there. One website that helped me, they actually helped me financially, was the Pink Fund. But it's just different things like that. Support groups, encourage them to go to a support group. Talking to somebody else who completely understands what you're going through is always helpful. And as a friend, you can encourage them to do that. Even go with them if you can. Just encourage them to just keep their mental health in check because the truth is, it is there's trauma that goes along with it. So I'm glad you asked me that. What steps were necessary for you to return to the gym? Ernest Sanders. What steps were necessary for you to return to the gym? I'm gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> Before I got diagnosed, I was... I had lost over 65 pounds. I had, you know, muscles and everything. I was in the gym like five to six days a week. And after going through a year of cancer treatment, my body was completely different. But it's not, what I had to realize was it's not about the aesthetic. It's not about how you look. And I struggle with that. I still struggle with that, honestly. But I just put into my mind, 
I'm going to do this to make me feel good. And I don't care if I can't do a push-up. I'm going to go and walk on a treadmill. I'm going to go and walk outside. I'm going to go get some fresh air. I'm going to go get some sunlight. The more I did it, the more I got back into my groove. I got back into my habit. I started to remember how good it felt to be active. So, yeah. So I say just make your mind up. Take that step, step outside, start the car, and go. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. I know a lot of you are working. Lunchtime is probably over. So, um, I just want to remind you that we will be joined by a behavioral psychologist who investigates how sociocultural and demographic factors affect health outcomes. She is amazing, she is awesome, and she will be joining us on our next episode of Thrive Alive. Make sure you are following the AFN on Facebook. Thank you guys for joining me.